Welcome to Nevertheless, She Persisted. I'm your host, Sadie. Every Friday, I post interviews about mental health, dialectical behavioral therapy, and teenage life. These episodes break down my mental health journey, teach skills to help you cope with life, and showcase testimonials from teens just like you. Whether you've struggled yourself or just want to improve your mental fitness, this podcast is your inspiration to live a life you love and keep persisting. This week on She Persisted. I never once doubted that I could do it. Look for more resources, look to educate yourself further, and connect with like-minded individuals who have been down the same path. Do it! Do it! (laughs) Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Do it no matter what and make that commitment to yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to She Persisted. This week, I'm joined by Ivana, the CEO and founder of Inove Beauty. You can find Inove Beauty at at A-N-O-V-E Beauty on Instagram. So Ivana started Inove Beauty a few years back with the goal of increasing the diversity um, in the clean beauty community. So bringing really high-end luxury products that are good for your skin, good for your lifestyle, um, but for all skin tones, all skin types, all different lifestyles. And so I I was so excited to have Yvonne on the podcast because it's a little bit different. I haven't had a lot of entrepreneurs on the podcast. I haven't had a lot of people talking about the beauty industry. And yet there were so many tips and tricks and different anecdotes that we talked about that were so applicable to every person in every single walk of life. We talked about Ivana's transition from being in corporate life and in a corporate job to completely self-funding, bootstrapping, starting her own business. We talked about the correct order you should apply your skincare products, which I realized I'm doing completely incorrectly. Um, We talked about Ivana's just top five overall beauty tips, some myths she's run into in the beauty world since working in the industry, um, creating balance between your work life and on an extreme in the entrepreneurship world, having that that separation between your work and then your personal life, your family life, your relationships, and then her experiences, a new mother, um, and also being the founder of a startup. So just so insightful, so amazing, so helpful. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to be doing a giveaway with Ivana in the upcoming weeks, so stay tuned and follow me on Instagram at, at @sheresistedpodcast to win some of the products that she mentions in this episode. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, thank you so much Ivana for joining me today on She Persisted. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. So I wanted to start by hearing a bit from you about your business, what inspired you to start it, and really your story from that entrepreneurial lens. So Anove is my company. We offer Mm -hmm. clean luxury skincare that is designed to work for all skin tones and all skin types. And there were you know, several reasons why I decided to start this business. I would say it, it really... You know, my my love of skincare was just building over several mm-hmm. years, and I was kind of dabbling for a while, and I really didn't see it as a, a something I could, you know, turn into a business. I just wasn't in that headspace. Yeah. I was really geared towards okay, well, I need like a corporate job, and I need to make that work, and I need to mm-hmm. um, have you know just have a, a real career. For some mm-hmm. reason, it just being an entrepreneur just didn't even cross my mind until I um, was just over being oppressed, for lack of a better word, yeah. <laughs> in, in the jobs that I, I was, you know, uh, working at the at the time. So my journey started back in 2012. 
I started crafting my own products. I started giving them away. I started just furthering my own knowledge about skincare, what ingredients are effective, what ingredients it might be best to avoid. And I just kind of stopped for a little while to focus on mm-hmm. my, you know, career and job search. And the people that I was making products for were really upset. So that was the first <laughs> inkling of, oh, well, maybe I have something here. Like there, this yeah. is of course a valuable product. So maybe I should just, you know, see where this goes. But it, it still took another seven years for me wow. to actually just go for it. And again, mm-hmm. it was that that push at the end of seven years was you know, wow, like I, I'm really giving it my all in each role that I'm in. And, if, you know, I'm doing well enough to keep making more and more money, but I'm not having, I don't have any more control over, you know, my life, like my, my mm-hmm. work hours, like I'm just working more and more. And that's not what I want. And we launched in 2019. Mm-hmm. I gave birth to my first child in 2018. Oh so goodness. that also just really just kind of pushed me to, you know, want to just have more control over, you know, what I'm creating um, and what I'm putting out into the world and just feel better about it. Like something that I love doing. I don't Mm -hmm. want my kids to, you know, see me stressed out and, you know, overworked and Mm -hmm. not have any, any, any way out of that. Yeah. So what has been, this is like a a little question, but what has been your favorite product that you've created and launched? And like for you personally, what's been your all-time favorite? Oh man, the perfecting oil, because that's the one that started it all and just had people basically beating down my door about, you know, why, (laughs) why. So tell listeners a little bit about that product and kind of benefits, what goes into it, what the ingredients are, all of that kind of stuff. Sure. So our perfecting oil is, of course, our hero product. It's a bestseller. It, it's the product that started it all. Everything else in the line was built to complement a routine that incorporates the perfecting oil. And so mm-hmm. it's basically a facial oil moisturizer. And I use it twice a day. I recommend, it, recommend using it <laughs> twice a day. The base is an oil that is more readily recognized by your your skin um, because it's very similar to your skin's sebum that you naturally Mm -hmm. produce. And so we use a base of jojoba oil and we have a proprietary blend of herbs that get infused into that base. And then we have other, you know, all natural ingredients. One of the the biggest ones is sea thorn oil, there's pomegranate oil, and then goji berry oil. Mm -hmm. All of these oils have like great you know, anti, uh, antioxidant properties Mm -hmm. and are going to help you to fight off free radicals, which we all know are, you know, not something that we want. Yeah. So I I think that that's the, that product is just what, you know, I'm very attached to it because it's what spearheaded everything. And it's, it converts a lot of, a lot of customers, people who wouldn't normally put an oil on their face um, Mm -hmm. because it's so lightweight you know, people are willing to try it. And, and once yeah. they start using it in their routine, they see noticeable results. Their skin, you know, seems to be much more vibrant for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And um, I have had some people uh, tell me that they've, you know, noticed like their fine lines are uh, much less defined. Mm-hmm. So that's another uh, benefit. And a lot of the ingredients um, are known for their anti-aging properties, but my stance on aging is is different. So I wouldn't 
tout it as an anti-aging yeah. uh, product. Um, I, I think aging is a privilege. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like to say that uh, this is a product that will definitely help you live in your best skin, but yeah. it's also a product that is going to allow you to age as gracefully <laughs> as, mm-hmm. Uh, as, mm-hmm. as your lifestyle allows. And I say lifestyle yeah. because we all know that, you know, diet um, plays a big factor in the 100%. results that you see in your skin. So I want to circle back to when you kind of, I don't know, if, so when you like took the plunge into kind of starting your own business, starting your own line, and really leaving that corporate lifestyle of sorts. What was that like mentally? Was that scary? Was that, were you completely confident in the direction you were going? What was that like for you to really just navigate in that different direction that you'd never done before? It was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I could imagine. <laughs> I, I think for me, I knew I never once doubted that I could do it just mm-hmm. because of the, the projects that I had been involved in for other people's companies. You know, I consulted for a while. So the Mm -hmm. things that I was able to accomplish, I had no doubt in my mind that I could do it. Okay, that's impressive. I would have been like, I don't really know. (laughs) Big admiration for you for to you for that. Oh yeah, thank you. It 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 really (laughs) was that there were so many other parts that were much more terrifying. And I think the biggest one is because Anove was self-funded and is still self-funded, that was the the biggest piece of it. So for me, my one of my core values is, you know, freedom. Like I want to have the freedom to make choices based off of what feels good to me and not what I'm, you know, like stressed out and like have to settle for like what I'm backed into a corner, you know, and I I have to just make a choice from like a a place that I don't feel empowered. So the scariest part was that I was spending (laughs) my own money Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I believe in myself. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm not Mm -hmm. going to, I have no regrets here. But I think when you're starting a business and you're putting your all into it and you don't have any indicator on, you know, what, what returns you're going to see when. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And so for mm -hmm. me, it was just like, okay, well, I I know I have, you know, some people that like my products and, you know, will support, you know, whatever I'm doing. And I have, you know, my family who will support me and Mm -hmm. I have, you know, friends who have definitely been really supportive, but you know, it takes more than that to have a sustainable business. And so the terrifying part is, okay, I have this plan, I have this strategy, but like I, you know, have been in tech. I haven't worked in the skincare mm-hmm. space before. Like I've, you know, taken courses to further my own knowledge and I've done everything yeah. I, I can, but this is my first real shot at trying to make it work in this industry. And as we all know, there's so many great products out there. So mm-hmm. it was just, okay, I'm spending all my money and once it's gone, it's, yeah. you know, I can make more, but... It's still, you know, what what yeah. if I spend it all and I don't see any return? And that was just really nerve wracking because I had just always been very conscious of how I earn an income and like what I do with it. Because to me, you know, money and freedom are very closely linked. Yeah. And so it just felt like I'm taking this step to have more freedom and more control and empowerment in my life. And then I'm spending all my money. So what yeah. happens if it's, it's you know, oh. Totally. Was there ever a moment where you were like, maybe I've made a mistake. Maybe I need to, were you ever, did you ever have that moment of fear where you questioned the decision you'd made? Yes. Right before I gave birth to my first child, um, mm-hmm. my daughter, 
mm-hmm. I was just like, oh man, like, I, you know, I'm about to have a kid. And yeah, you know, when you have a kid, anything could happen. And so like, am, is this the smart thing to do to spend mm-hmm. like, you know, my savings and my disposable income to start a business when I have a kid and what if yeah. something happens and did I plan this right? Should I wait it maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was the only time I ever thought like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. And then, you know, after I had her, I was just like, oh, no, there was nothing There's else. There's no I, mistake. Yeah, yeah, no mistake. So diving in more into that, your path of motherhood and owning a business, how do you how do you keep balance between those two things and really maintain your own self-care and wellness while managing both of those? Boundaries, strict mm-hmm. boundaries. I mean, I... Um, love spending time with both of my children. One of whom is like really new. He's like two months old, but I I love them and I love spending time with them. But Mm -hmm. when I know I have to execute for my business, then I, Mm -hmm. you know, I I make sure that is known. So, you know, I'm fortunate to have a partner who is perfectly okay with that. Like I never get Mm -hmm. any pushback. So my, you know, I let my husband know, like, these are the days I have things going on. Or these are the mm-hmm. hours where I'm just going to be unavailable. And if anything comes up, I trust you to handle it. But, you yeah. know, I will not be available to you all. And I think yeah. that as a mom, as a woman, it's really important to set those boundaries, especially with your family. Because they're, you know, the people who expect you, like, you know, family is everything. So they expect yeah. you to be there for them all the time. And mm-hmm. so as an entrepreneur, and a business owner, you have to really it just just set the expectation and what that looks like. Like, yes, I am still here for you, but during you know this four hour time block, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I cannot be disturbed, please. Yeah, and I think that's very powerful because even if you're not owning a business or starting a business, having those boundaries in your home life or in your school life of like, okay, these are the times when I need to invest in this part of my life and this part of my academics or my job or whatever and creating that separation and clearly advocating that that that's a boundary and I think that's so powerful and something so many people can implement so this is kind of a random question but I'm wondering what are your like top five skincare tips as you've now become kind of an expert with researching all of your own ingredients all your own products trying loads of things what are your top five skincare tips that you've kind of taken away number one wear sunscreen just <laughs> <laughs> even if it's inconvenient, even if you don't think that you'll need it because you won't be outside mm-hmm. very long, please just wear it. And yeah. I'm, I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm just like, ah, oh, I get it now. And and I, I did it for a very long time. And so now I'm just like, okay, well, this is how you avoid lots of other issues that, mm-hmm. you know, we would like mm-hmm. to avoid. So, you know, because anti-aging is such a a big buzzword for lack of a better word yeah Um, yeah in the in the beauty industry you know prevention is everything so you know just Mm -hmm. protect your skin whenever you are are about to you know be uh, in the sun for extended periods of time that's number one for sure Mm -hmm. number two wash your face at night (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you even if you don't wear any makeup We've already covered that my number one tip is sunscreen. So, you know, you're at least going to wash that off before you Mm -hmm. you go to sleep. Number three, I would have to say is make sure you're applying your products in the right order. Because that's... I don't think I'm probably not doing that in the correct order. (laughs) What is your recommendation for product order? 
cleanse, even if you double cleanse, just cleanse first. That's step one. Mm -hmm. Any type of toner that you're you're gonna use. Um, that's step two. Step three, any serums or mm-hmm. like spot treatments that you have. Mm-hmm. So for Inove, it would be the, the eye serum would be mm-hmm. um, step mm-hmm. number three. Step four would be to moisturize. So for me, I use the perfecting oil, of course. Mm-hmm. And if you're using like a, a, that's a very lightweight moisturizer. So if you're going to use a um, a heavier moisturizer, you'd want to use the the lighter one first and then follow up with Gotcha. Something a little, a little heavier. Like if you have a, like a night cream or something Mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm. use. Gotcha. And then sunscreen last. And then sunscreen last. Gotcha. What are the myths you run into? Things where you've learned like, oh, that's so not true regarding skincare and kind of taking care of your skin. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I think that probably the biggest one is like the toothpaste on like pimples. I've done. That I've was, tried that before. It it did, yeah, it didn't work out for me too well. <laughs> it was one of those things, you know, like the internet just has. There's so much information, and you yes. see, like, you'll run across something where it's just like, oh yeah, I tried this and it was great, and you're like, oh, this is a real person saying this. Maybe you know, you no. don't know them, so maybe it's not. <laughs> but you think, yeah. oh, this is someone I relate to saying this, so I'm gonna try it, and then that that was not no. something that worked for me. So I feel I'm gonna like say such an myth. idiot every time time doing that. And I think like I've done it in a pinch, like if we're on vacation and I don't like bring like pimple cream or something mm-hmm. and it's like better than not doing it. But it's just not, I feel like such an idiot, like putting my toothpaste on my face, going to bed. It's not practical at all. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, I mean, maybe um, it works for someone, but it did not. <laughs> Yeah, all the power to you if putting toothpaste on your face is like the cure-all for your skin. Like, I I wish that worked for me. (laughs) Does not. But yeah, so the other thing that you mentioned when we were kind of talking about what we wanted to cover on this episode was being gentle and compassionate with yourself when you're on your wellness journey. So I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit and tell me what you meant by that. Yes, I am probably the ultimate, you know, perfectionist and mm-hmm. as much as, you know, there's a lot of, you know, in being gentle with yourself, being a perfectionist is not really, you know, something you want to lean into all the time. Completely and so agree. Yeah. I have, I was, I used to be very relentless. Like whenever I made a mistake, I just beat myself up about it and, you know, would mm-hmm. like try to, you know, drown myself in like analyzing whatever went wrong. So I would never yeah. do it again. It's just like, well, geez, that's not really practical. It's also not no, really no, the, no. Yeah. the best way to actually implement something that you, you know, some lesson that you've learned. So for me, it really took, you know, just being, not wanting to reinforce the experiences that I was having when I was working in more corporate environments or even startup environments mm-hmm. where I felt like it was just, you're always getting like hammered with the things that you need to do better, even if on paper you've done everything properly. Yeah. Like there's always, there's always something that other people are telling you, like you need to fix this and you need to do that. Oh, this was mm-hmm, perfect. But mm-hmm. next month you need to do this even better. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, dang, like how, I don't, I don't, how am I gonna, like, I don't feel like I can breathe if I'm getting that externally and internally. Like if I'm oh, totally. saying the same things to myself, it just didn't feel great. And there was a period of time, like when I was in college, like I I felt like it, it served me well during that period. I wasn't really focused on anything except school. And I think when you're Mm -hmm. in school, there are like, 
you know, inputs and outputs. And then you, you know, you put the time in to learn something and then you get, you know, your results back and you're like, oh, okay, well, I clearly mastered that or, oh no, I need to focus on this more. But things are a little bit more subjective outside of school, at mm-hmm. least in my experience. And so there are so many different ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's, you know, in at home or at work. And so for me, it was more about, okay, well, it doesn't feel good <laughs> at this point mm-hmm. to keep, mm-hmm. you know, beating myself up over the things that I'm not getting right. And so I'm just going to let go a little. I'm going to, you know, make a list of the things that maybe I'm not getting right that I actually care about mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not worry at all about the things that, you know, I might, I may not be as good at that. I don't even, you know, care about, I don't, I don't care to improve my, you know, field hockey skills, for example, like that's yeah. not something I'm passionate <laughs> about. So why, yeah. if I'm terrible at it, would I, would I keep focusing on that? Mm-hmm. So what would your advice be to someone who is considering starting a business or considering leaving that corporate path and going down their own path? What, what is your advice? Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Do it no matter what and make that commitment to yourself, promise yourself that, you know, whatever it takes, you're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, you know, the first thing you try will be Mm -hmm. the thing that you stick with because, you know, sometimes you do have to pivot, but just figure out number one, what it is that would, what's keeping you from doing it now? Like what are the barriers Mm -hmm. keeping you from taking that step? If it's something that you're interested in, It could very well be because we talk so much about entrepreneurship these days, especially Mm -hmm. with everything that's happened with, you know, more and more people having to work from home and being interested in, you know, starting something on their own. I think I've talked to several people who were, you know, thought they were interested in becoming entrepreneurs because everyone was hyping it up, but it turns out like they really love their corporate jobs. Mm -hmm. So what it is, if you want to be an entrepreneur, what's stopping you? If it's something that you feel like you have to do because that's the thing to do now, then, you know, maybe analyze that and see if, you know, that's, that's like a genuine desire that you have. If you feel like, oh, well, I want to do this, but I don't think I'll be supported. You know, there's so many resources out there, you know, from, from people who you may not have encountered yet, people you uh, might not even know. The internet Mm -hmm. is a, a beautiful place for finding support in in, in times when you might not have that support built into your circle already. Totally. And then I would just say map out, you know, a plan for, you know, what are the steps that you, you think at that present time you need to take in order to, to get your business off the ground. And again, like, you know, finding support from people who have done it before is going to help you fill in the gaps. But I, I know, you know, sometimes, and this has definitely happened to me too, where you get so overwhelmed with all the things that you you know, have to do and all the things that you are still trying to figure out, but you don't know yet how to do them. Yeah. That can definitely be something that kind of gets in the way. But I, I, I definitely think if you look for support from people who have done it before, that can kind of lead you in, in a direction that, you know, you feel more comfortable, you feel more knowledgeable, at least mm-hmm. more knowledgeable than where mm-hmm. you started. So if you want to start a business, this just do it. Yeah. You, I I don't think it's something you'll ever regret. Yeah. 
I love that. So when you do have those moments where you're like talking negatively to yourself or you're feeling like you're experiencing a moment of failure, whatever it is, how do you get that support? How do you lean on your community? What do you find to be effective to getting out of that and then back into the mindset that you can do it and you can you can run this business and all of that? Now that I'm a, a mom, it's literally spending time with my kids. They're just, you know, a, a great a great example of how to just let go. Oh, <laughs> uh, they are really not concerned with a lot of the external happenings. Like, I mean, yes. for better or worse, you know, they just kind of um, <laughs> do whatever it is that they feel they need to do in the moment. And then yeah. that is that, like they're at an age where consequences are not really clear yet. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So it, it, you know, it, I wish I could go back then. That would be lovely. <laughs> I know it, it would be great. Um, as a parent, you know, some of the things that they end up doing, it, it, it gets a little, you know, scary. Like, oh, if you jump off of of the couch, you know, you could get hurt. (laughs) So please be careful. Yeah. But it, uh, it also just kind of reminds you as an adult to, okay, well, you know, why don't I just try it? You know, what's the worst that could happen? Like, you know, maybe I'll get hurt. Maybe I'll learn something. Maybe I'll, you know, start a business and it it Mm -hmm. won't, you know, turn out the way I, I, I wanted, but at least I'll learn from it. I'll, I'll be able to take that knowledge into the next thing that I do. So, you know, playing with my kids, hanging out with my kids is, you know, they're two and two years old and two months old. So yeah, that they're, they're a great way to really bring everything back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. What were your favorite resources to kind of dig into when you were starting your business, when you were really just getting up and running? Was it podcasts, books, movies, talking to people? What were your what were your best resources that you utilized? Yes, podcasts are a, a really big one because um, I'm a I'm a huge like music person, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. um, music is a great way for me to relax. But you know, I I like being able to have something playing like while I'm driving or when I'm you know, just otherwise yeah, not, you know, preoccupied with like my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so for me, podcasts were a, a good way to, to integrate that because, you know, I have, you know, we, there's music streaming platforms and then you can, you know, have podcasts on those as well. So it was, there was a low barrier to entry to being mm-hmm. able to switch out my, my music with, you know, podcasts. And it's something that I can pick, you know, which topic I'm interested in, pick a podcast that aligns with that. And then I'm actually learning about, you know, things that I didn't know before, whether it's, you know, advertising or whether it's like, you know, better time management examples or uh, better Mm -hmm. time management uh, tips. And I I think my, my favorite podcast, especially when I was was first starting my business is Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Badass. It was Mm -hmm. Rachel Rogers. And I, I think for me, the biggest appeal was that, you know, she just unapologetically wanted to empower women to, you know, make more money and get paid with their work. And that was like, you know, just such a big part of me working in corporate. And Mm -hmm. and when I started, you know, consulting that, that was a huge part of it as well. And I think too, that, you know, as a, a, a woman, we're often like, you know, vilified if we, you know, seek out, money or if we or if we want to make more money or if we're you know if we do things to to it that are incentivized by you know monetary I I don't know I I just thought that that was something that really resonated with me 
And of course, you know, I, if you're starting a business and you want to, you know, have more freedom and decision-making about your business, then, you know, that Mm -hmm. definitely includes how to make your, your business one that, you know, provides value um, to your audience Mm -hmm. and um, also allows you to generate income because I don't think anybody starts a business just to, you know, continue like working multiple jobs (laughs) and like being away from their families. Yeah. So that was, that was probably my favorite podcast because she was very, very just upfront about like what, what, what her goal is and what her values Mm -hmm. are. And they were very much aligned with mine. And I think that, you know, a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you, if you're in your own head a lot, you can start to feel like you're alone and that Mm -hmm. you, there's so many things like coming at you that you are trying to sort through and, and grapple with. And if you, something as simple as like hearing someone else talk about like, you know, their entrepreneurial journey and they're, you know, giving an anecdote of something they've experienced and yeah. like easily overcame or, you know, maybe struggled through, but eventually overcame and you're currently going through it. It just, that that's huge because I think that, you know, at least for me, most of my circle, my friends and family are just in very different fields. Yeah. So while there was emotional support, there wasn't really that, okay, well, from a business standpoint, yeah. yeah, like I can give you this advice so I can tell you mm-hmm. what I learned from this. So, you know, but podcasts are huge for that. Yeah, I think I've, I found the same thing because as far as teen podcasters, there's not many None of my friends are out here recording every week or my family members aren't really doing that. And so it was definitely like, logistically, I was very alone in this process, but everyone was very supportive and feedback and listening to these show and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's, I think it's really amazing how you can get that support emotionally from your community and also look for more resources, look to educate yourself further and connect with like-minded individuals who have been down the same path. So I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me on She Persisted. I'm so happy we got to connect and have you come on the show. I I love sitting down to talk to you and you just gave so much great advice for anyone looking to start a business or balancing different walks of lives. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 